0: Hello there. My name is Father John Harrison. I am Rector Superior of St. John Newman Residence at Stellamaris in Timonium, Maryland. In today's Gospel passage, we see Jesus paying the temple tax. The tax authorities came to Peter and asked him if his master paid his taxes. There was little doubt that the question was asked with malicious intent and that the hope was that Jesus would refuse to pay, for if he refused, the Orthodox would have a ground of accusation against him. Peter's immediate answer was that Jesus did pay. Then he went and told Jesus of the situation, and Jesus used a kind of parable in Matthew seventeen twenty-five to 26. The picture drawn has two possibilities, but in either case, the meaning is the same. In the ancient world, conquering and colonizing nations had little or no idea of governing for the benefit of subject peoples. Rather, they considered that the subject peoples existed to make things easier for them. The result was that a king's own nation never paid tribute if there was any nation subject to it. It was the subject nations who bore the burden and who paid the tax. So Jesus may be saying, God is king of Israel, but we are the true Israel, for we are the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Outsiders may have to pay, but we are free. The picture is more likely much simpler one than that. If any king imposed taxes on a nation, he he certainly did not impose them on his own family. It was indeed the support of his own household that the taxes were imposed. The taxing question was for the temple, which was the house of God. Jesus was the son of God. Did he not say when his parents sought him in Jerusalem, Did you not know that I must be at my father's house? How could the son be under obligation to pay a tax, which was for his own father's house? Nonetheless, Jesus said that they must pay, not because of the compulsion of the law, but because of a higher duty. He said they they must pay lest we should offend them. The New Testament always used the verb to offend, scandalizane, uh, uh, scandalizane, and the noun offense, scandalon, in a special way. The verb never means to insult or annoy or injure the pride of. It always means to put a stumbling block in someone's way, to cause someone to trip and to fall. Therefore, Jesus is saying we must pay so as not to set a bad example to others. We must not only do our duty, we must go beyond duty in order that we may show others what they ought to do. Jesus would allow himself nothing which might make someone else think less of the ordinary obligation of life. In life, there may be sometimes be exemptions we could claim. There may be things we could quite safely allow ourselves to do, but we must claim nothing or allow ourselves nothing which might possibly be a bad example to someone else. We may, we may well ask why it is that this story was ever transmitted at all. For reasons of space, the gospel, gospel writers had to select their material. Why select this story? Matthew's gospel was written between AD 80 and 90. Now, just a little before that time, the Jews and the Jewish Christians had been faced with a very real and very disturbing problem. We saw that every male Jew over 20 had to pay the temple tax, but the temple was totally destroyed in AD 70, never to be rebuilt. After the destruction of the temple, Vespasian, the Roman emperor, enacted that the half shekel temple tax would now be paid to the treasury of the Temple of the Jupiter Capitolinus of Rome. Here, indeed, was a problem. Many of the Jews and the Jewish Christians were violently inclined to rebel against this enactment. Any such wide, widespread rebellion would have had disastrous consequences for it would have been utterly crushed at once and would have gained the Jews and the Christians the reputation of being bad and disloyal and disaffected citizens. This story is put into the Gospels to tell the Christians, especially the Jewish Christians, that however unpleasant they may be, the duties of a citizen must be shouldered. It tells us that Christianity and good citizenship go hand in hand. The Christian who exempts himself from the duties of a good citizenship is not only failing in citizenship, but he is also failing in Christianity. Now we come to the story itself. If we take it to be a bald and crude literalism, it means that Jesus told Peter, go and catch a fish, and that he would find a slater in the fish's mouth, which would be sufficient to pay the tax for both of them. It is not irrelevant to note that the gospel never tells us that Peter did so. The story ends with Jesus saying, Before we begin to examine the story, we must remember that all Oriental people love to say a thing in the most dramatic and vivid way possible, and that they love to say a thing with a flash or a smile. This miracle is difficult on three grounds. God does not send a miracle to enable us to do what we can quite well do for ourselves. That would be to harm us and not to help us. However poor the disciples were, they did not need a miracle to enable them to earn two half shekels. It was not beyond human power to earn such a sum. This miracle transgresses the great decision of Jesus that he would never use his miraculous power for his own ends. He could have turned stones into bread to satisfy his own hunger, but he refused. He could have used his power to enhance his own prestige as a wonder worker, but again he refused. In the wilderness, Jesus decided once and for all that he would not and could not selfishly use his power. If this story is taken with a crude literalism, it does show Jesus using his divine power to satisfy his own personal needs, and that is what Jesus would never do. If this miracle is taken literally, it is in a sense in which it is even immoral. Life would become chaotic if a man could pay his debts by finding coins in fish's mouth. Life was never meant to be arranged in such a way that men could meet their obligations in such a lazy and effortless way. The gods, said one of the great Greeks, have ordained that sweat should be the price of all things. That is just as true for the Christian thinker as it was for the Greek. If all this is so, what are we to say? Are we to say that this was a mere legendary story, mere imaginative fiction with no truth behind it at all? Far from it. Beyond a doubt, something happens. Let us remember again the Jew, Jewish love of dramatic vividness. Undoubtedly, what happened was this. Jesus said to Peter, Yes, Peter, you're right. We too must pay our just and lawful debts. Well, you know how to do it. Back you go to the fishing for a day. You'll find plenty of money in the fish's mouth to pay our dues. A day at the fishing would be soon produce all we need. Jesus was saying, back to your job, Peter, that's the way to pay your debts. So the typist will find a new coat in the keys of her typewriter. The motor mechanic will find food for himself and his wife and family in the cylinders of a motor car. The teacher will find money to pay his way on the blackboard and in the chalk. The clerk will find enough support to support himself and his dear ones in the ledger and the account sheets. When Jesus said this, he said it that with a swift smile of his and with his gift of dramatic language. He was not telling Peter literally to go get coins in fish's mouth. He was telling them in his day's work he would get what he needed to pay his way. That's our message for today. May God bless you and have a great day.